Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Harley, we are 10 days away from Roger Goodell walking across that podium and announcing the picks for the Houston Texans. However, what we are here today, and welcome to episode six of Believe in the Houston Texans. I am one part of your co-host, Ruben, Mr. 713, and with me as always, Harley Dugan, the lead. Buddy, how you feeling? I'm feeling fantastic, man. Just got out of work. Okay. I hear this Nick Casario interview. We are excited a little bit, kind of jolted the fan base just a bit, maybe cleared some rumors. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the future may not be as murky as we think. Um, but we got we got some things to settle. We got some, some things, things to, settle. to settle, and let's put out a couple of context. Over the past, I could say, well, four or five days, there is a speculation on whether Nick Casario will be gone after this NFL draft. Today he spoke to the media, and Harley, I'll let you take it from here. How was the Nick Casario press conference? I will say this, man. In the first 30 seconds, the first few, maybe maybe about a minute, he had me in the first half. I'm not I was scared. The, the, the tone of voice looked kind of teary-eyed, thanking everyone in the organization. I'm like, oh, man. He, he's really leaving. He's going to leave right now. Like, that's what I was thinking. And then the rumors that you had just mentioned, the speculations, felt like it was about to come to fruition. Yeah. And I was like, damn, dude. Okay, I'm thinking, well, I guess Lipford, James Lipford could be the interim GM for right now until they bring in, which was the other rumors of Adam Peters and mm-hmm. from Adam Silver, uh, who covers the NFL. So then – had me in the first half, not going to lie, okay? Then then he gets that paper he was reading off of, thanking everybody, chunks it in the trash, and goes full Wolf of Wall Street, Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, all he needed to do was just take a quick line before he said, I'm not fucking leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. Like, he literally mentioned Wolf of Wall Street. This is not- It was laughable. Yes, uh, he giggled multiple, multiple times about it uh, with grins from ear to ear. And then it just went back to business as usual. Mm-hmm. I'm the GM. Let mm-hmm. me ax these rumors mm-hmm. and let's move on. Or as Leonardo DiCaprio says in his infamous, infamous speech, the show goes on. The show goes on. I'm getting yeah. even more hype now that you say it. But no, to add on that first, that first minute it felt forever like yeah. it really did felt like a goodbye thank you for everyone you know give mm-hmm. credit to them it's not all me in this whole draft process yeah. and now that you know that he is staying that he himself found it laughable what was all systems go and we are back to where we were a week ago which was we are excited for what the hell the houston texans are going to do in this draft i think with this press conference today, 
I think we four points, right? The first one we talked about, he is not leaving. Yes. The second point, there are multiple teams calling for the number two overall pick. Now, this had me surprised because, you know, it was are the Houston Texans even entertaining the call? And he himself said, I, I don't want to say we're open for business, mm-hmm. but we're open to listening. And when and when I hear multiple, it's not two it's three or four yes immediate names that come to mind you look at number seven Mm. oakland or las vegas raiders excuse me and then number eight those are the two for me i don't want to move any further down than that no number eight would be the atlanta falcons yeah and so those are the two teams that immediately i circled and went this is the sweet spot if you're nick casario and the houston texans and then you go and Jair, who if no one's following Jair, make sure you are. Uh, he does fantastic work, no longer with Texans Unfiltered, but he does still does fantastic, fantastic work for them Side uh, eye, for his own self. So he did mention the trade, the Carson Wentz trade up between yep. the Eagles and the Browns from 2016 um, and the Browns getting the number eight overall pick. Mm-hmm. What did I just say? Falcons got eight. Raiders got seven. You know, they got the number eight round, the eight overall pick. They had a third in the draft that year, a fourth in the draft that year, a first next year, mm. and a second next year. Give me that. I don't mind that. Don't mind, don't it mind at that. All. Give me all that ammunition uh, because <laughs> as of right now, you don't have no clear plan at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now they could still maybe they look at someone between eight or number twelve. You know, maybe they do that. I'm not I'm not liking it, you know, but one of our biggest needs is quarterback. And there's no clear plan for that right now. And that is where I start sounding very alarmish, like my old fire alarm. Like I just I I, I that's what I sound like when I start talking about the mismanagement of the quarterback position for this football team. Just to add on, you know, locked on, you know, Texans, uh, Cody Davies, he put out an article, and he said that according to some sources that they told the Texans daily, that D'Amico Ryans himself is even considering passing up on a QB and getting someone like a Will Anderson Jr., I think when it talks, like when you talk about needs for this Houston Texans team, well, there's needs all over. But when you're talking about the possibility of not taking a potential franchise quarterback, which some people are speculating C.J. Stroud to be, number one, that would be crazy. The fan base, we've already seen it. We already see people doubting D'Amico Ryans, right? Let me paraphrase. I've counted seven tweets today that say, if D'Amico Ryans passes on a QB, then he wasn't the man for the job. Man, the overreactions, it's huge. The the hyperbolic statements are insane. Mm. Um, and it makes me question your fandom. It it immediately makes me question your fandom. This man hasn't been what how many months into his tenure as a head coach of the Texans? Two and under 15 days. Yeah, so quick math, thank you. Uh, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? I mean, if we're if we think that if we don't 
take a quarterback. We got to fire D'Amico Ryans. I've never said that, and I never will, because first of all, you didn't hire D'Amico to fix the team in six months. Mm-hmm. Okay, you hired this man to help rebuild the team. Exactly, it was a five five year contract. Was it or was it a six year? It might have been a six year, dude. It, it could have been ten because the McNairs loved D'Amico Ryan's, and he has that much sway in the building. Mm-hmm. I don't have no problem with D'Amico at all. If you pass on quarterback, that's what is he supposed to do? At the end of the day, the general manager and the front office are the ones that ultimately make this pick. Yes, D'Amico's gonna have a say mm-hmm. in it. And he's going to have something to do with it. But it's not, okay, D'Amico, you're the final say. You know, there's no coach besides Bill Belichick. Besides Bill Belichick, I would yeah. say. Maybe maybe Andy Reid, but who knows. But we know Belichick for sure. There's no coach. It's just, that's ridiculous statements. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> And it's kind of, you know, like I said, it is ridiculous, but it's kind of like fans at this point just want it to be a quarterback. And you, dude, I've been using this quote for you from the past two weeks. You said, why am I going to hype up mid? And I'm not saying CJ Stroud is going to be mid, right? I think he could be a potentially a good quarterback. But if the Houston Texans are not sold on him, if there's there's an, an inch of doubt in your mind that maybe this isn't the guy man this is the second overall pick we're talking about here this is the pick that is going to determine the franchise for the next what 10 plus years something like that man unless you unless you hit on a qb in the late rounds right which that in itself is hard also yeah It, it gets interesting why am i gonna hype up mid i said it in my video with the cj stroud um, and it's not to disrespect Stroud mm-hmm. whatsoever. He's general consensus number two quarterback, and at some point was number one before the Panthers just seemed Traded to fall up. in love with Bryce Young. Seems absolute now. So with that said, I have doubts of C.J. Stroud, but in my video I said my doubts can be cleared because of the system that you're putting him in. That I've Shanahan seen the Shanahan Kubiak. We've seen the Gary Kubiak system work right here in Houston with Matt Schaub and TJ Yates. Shabby okay. Schaub. <laughs> hey, man, we if you don't have Schaub go down, I am more than confident this team has a Super Bowl appearance at the very least or they got some hardware right now, mm-hmm. okay? And we're, we're celebrating as young high schoolers and gloating and talking – All kinds of noise. Man, that would have been glorious. And let me tell you, TJ Yates did a swell of a job. (laughs) Hey, if Jacoby Jones doesn't muff it, we're having a different story right now. I digress. CJ Stroud is should be, should be better than a TJ Yates, Mm -hmm. should be better than Brock Purdy, should be better or up to what Matt Schaub was here in Houston. This guy is the number two overall rated quarterback. Schaub was never that. I I, I love you, Schaub. I really do, man. You're one of my fave QBs. Best quarterback ever in Texans history. Wink, wink. <laughs> CJ Stroud in this system clears all my doubts about him. 
go ahead and take him. I have no problem taking mm-hmm. him. I don't because of the system. That's how much uh, respect that I'm putting behind Bobby Slowick and Shanahan Kubiak. Did you hear the little dig at the end to CJ Shaw that Nick Casario said? Clarify for me. Might not. About, uh, you know, once we get you in the building, you know, how you are perceived is, you know, not really how you are. Mm. And uh, a bunch of people were insinuating that was a CJ Stroud, you know, dig. One also thing that was interesting was he was asked about that S2 test. Yes. And which we know that CJ Stroud apparently did not score very highly in. The quarterbacks who have Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, uh, Brock Purdy, right? There's You see the emergence there, right? Apparently Bryce Young has been killing it as well in this test, but he said, yeah, you know, we we look at that, but we use other tools as well. Yeah, that to me screamed in layman's terms, CJ Stroud, Stroud. you are a Houston Texan. I mean, that that's what that meant for me. So, yeah, I don't have no problem with that. I don't have no problem with that. Yeah, so then that, I, you know, like I said, QB, one of the biggest draft needs, you know, for this team. And I just think the Nick Casario thing, he came out so confident. He came out with the sw- with the vest on, right? It's like the vest adds 10 plus to his confidence. <laughs> and it sounded like we, like this was a Nick Casario who was just ready for Thursday, right? When you talk about trading up, he always loves to say, if we are, tra- if we are picking at two. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have no problem with it. I like the idea of trading up, um, especially if you get the certain package that I mentioned mm-hmm. from via 2016. If you get something similar to that, which you should. OK, this is five spots, six spots. You are moving down. You should get a really, really good package for whatever quarterback that team presumably wants. So we said quarterback was. The first biggest team need. What is number two for you, Harley? Because to me, I'm going to stick with the offense. Mm. I'm going to go with the interior of the offensive line and go Mm -hmm. center. Mm -hmm. And here is my problem with center. You might have to overdraft for one. John Michael Schmidt, Luke Whippler, Joe Tittman, the top three, they may not make it to pick 65. That's why when you throw out trading back to the Raiders or the Falcons, I immediately would jump at that because, yes, the Houston Texans can get an extra second-round pick and take one of those, you know, highly-rated centers. It was interesting in free agency when they didn't sign a veteran when they had all the money to do so. But I think when it comes to the second biggest need, it is the center for this team. I agree with you. Um, and, and just because center is so huge for how this system works, Chris Myers was just the backbone of that offensive line mm-hmm. and helped set up the run game and helped all kinds of things for you, the avenues to open up. And it also helped to have Arian Foster and everyone else that worked with it, you know. Yeah. But Chris Myers was a really – everyone's talked about it. Wade Smith has mentioned it. Chris Myers, the center position, is very uh, needed for this offense. Um, and I do agree with you. To throw another one, just to disagree, because mm. this team has multiple needs – I look immediately at the interior defensive line. Mm. I do. Uh, I, I can't. Even right now, I know you added Sheldon Rankins 
to the interior, which is a great signing. Yeah. Um, Malik Collins, he's played well. Uh, but in terms of against the run, Rankins helps that, but you still got Malik Collins, Roy Lopez, Kurt mm. Heinish. This is the same cast of characters we saw last year. This Houston Texans team really needs to look at the interior defensive line in this draft. Uh, I know they got Thomas Booker as well, but we don't know much of him. Mm. We didn't get to see a lot from him actually last year. Uh, so maybe adding a Keanu Benton from Wisconsin, yeah. you know, you, you hope he's there at 65 or, you know, uh, Devonte Jex- Dexter, I believe Devonte Dexter from Florida, another run stuffing guy. Ike Seattle. from Baylor. Yeah, exactly. The guy Ika is it Ika, I'm sorry. from Baylor? Not too bad. I would not mind that. I'm really favoring uh, Keanu Benton. That's yeah. my favorite uh, for sure. Mozzie Smith, uh, but he might go. I've seen a lot of top thirty visits for him now. Late, so might, late first round. Yeah, he might be there late first round uh, unless the Texans, you know, value it that high. I don't. I wouldn't like it at thirty three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't. I would very much prefer a center. Uh, and if anything, to add on to your point of center, why not trade up from thirty three? into back into the first round and if you want someone i've said it a thousand times if you want someone go get it i would be a hypocrite to say otherwise stick into the defensive line like let me go one position is that edge you know last year edge for you you know your bright spot was old man jerry hughes Mm. um Jonathan Grenard, who we were excited about, was hurt and inconsistent. We don't know what we are going to get from him this, you know, this year. I think Edge is very close, you know, to defense as far as what you need to invest heavily in. And that pick 33, right, when it's guys like Will McDonald and Felix Anudake Uzama, it's it will be very hard to pass on guys. But I think both of our points, it's 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 in the trenches for this team. Yes. Right? Exactly. The the trenches is what is the biggest need for this team, mm-hmm. whether it's offensively at center or defensively on the interior or the edge. And I mean, you mentioned those two names, uh, BJ Ojolari from LSU. You, yes. Uh, don't mind that at all. Zach Harrison from Ohio State. You know, if you want to, you know, dip into it later again, I haven't heard the name in a while, but Andre Carter from Army has a lot of potential and Six maybe too five, much. Long wingspan. Yeah, maybe Skinny. too much potential. Mm. But that's not too bad. You got D'Amico Ryans. Coach him up. That's why you hired D'Amico. Yeah. Coach up, guys. No, like, like I said, the trenches is important for this team. Outside of those three, because those were my top three, uh, yeah. you know, wide receiver, maybe you could put up there. You know, I think the Houston Texans – you know, there's even a good chance they draft one, you know, in the yeah. first round, potentially pairing a CJ Shroud with JSN. Would you care or would you be upset at all if they took like a JSN at a 12? If he's there, I don't mind it. I like the value of Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, but I very much prefer to rather trade down. Mm. Um, and, you know, the wide receiver class is okay. Um, it's not anything that I'm going crazy for either, but you still do need a receiver, whether it would be Jackson Smith and Jigba. There's many options down there too. Uh, a lot of forgotten names. Marvin Mims is one of them. 
I would not mind Marvin Mims at all. Let's say you trade down, get a few more picks, and use 33 to move or use 33 actually on the Marvin Mims. I, I don't mind he's that. Demon. Yeah, man. He he's someone that hasn't been mentioned a lot at all. I think that's someone that's very underrated that the Houston Texans could look at. I know our friend Cody Johnson's mentioned Xavier Hutchinson a mm-hmm. lot from Iowa State, a true X receiver, which is something this Texans team needs. Um, there's there's options there, wide receiver. I'm not upset at JSN, but I would prefer to trade down. Yeah, no, me, I wouldn't mind trading back to like the late teens, early 20s. Mm-hmm. If Zay Flowers is there, we'll love to take a chance on the Ooh, Zay yeah. Flowers. Oh, yeah. Um, he is just electric with the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. And just to wrap it up, I think one of the last really needs that they should try to, you know, get in the draft is linebacker. Mm, you oh, know, there's no linebacker. youth in, you know, in the LB room besides Christian Harris, who you think, you know, there's something there. But outside of him, Garrett Wallow, you know, you're not, uh, maybe you sign Denzel Perryman, right? Of Chris, I'm sorry, uh, Christian Kirksey's still there. So this is a very veteran-led, you know, linebacker room. But when you have guys like Jack Campbell in the draft from mm-hmm. Iowa, they've met one. They met with Damari and Overshone from Texas. Yeah. Yes. Think the Houston Texans need to find their Mike linebacker. Yeah, Diane Henley from yeah. Washington State. I wouldn't mind that either. Linebacker is a group that I, I actually had forgotten, but to me I would rank that higher than wide receiver. Yeah, I would uh, too. And, and it's, it's up there with the importance of – the trenches as well too. Mm-hmm. Linebacker is very needed for this team. I I need it. There's a lack of youth and there's a lack of talent at that position. D'Amico is going to take some linebackers. You can guarantee that. D'Amico is a former linebacker. You're taking some linebackers. He, he might double dip with them too. No, absolutely. And then, you know, just to wrap it all up, like I said, in D'Amico, we trust. So he himself, he likes to give credit about Fred Warner, who was a third mm. round pick and now considered one of the you know best linebackers in the NFL. I think today was was a win for the Houston Texans, right? We have something that Nick Casario loved to mention last year. And that was clarity or after the Deshaun Watson trade. Yeah. And the clarity is he's not going nowhere. And just wait in 10 days. Cause honestly, bro, this has been the most exciting yet i don't know what the hell is going to happen on thursday i i am more excited for this draft than ever because i you know last week we were both saying let's just get it over with it's tough man i'm excited about it i will be there oh Uh, you made the decision yes i I will be there it is finalized decision and we're gonna be ecstatic i'll tell you that right now we're gonna be a crazy Crazy cast of characters. I will let you know that. I will be there also. We're going to link, Harley. I'm having a great time. We're doing a good job here. This was episode, I think, six of Believe in the Houston Texans. Like I said, 10 days away. You can find Harley. Type in the lead on YouTube. You see his handle there, at the lead underscore H-O-U. Follow me on Twitter at 713HSP and just type in 713 Houston Sports in the search bar. As always, guys, go Houston Texans. You guys have a very blessed day. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.